0: TI item 205, December 30th, 2011. Untethered iOS 5.0.1 jailbreak.
1: Welcome to Today in iPhone.
2: Yeah, I like it a lot. Today in iPhone.
1: Hey, go oh,
0: yeah beautiful iPhone, which I never have out of my hand, and that I do everything with, and has become an extension of who I am. Today's episode is brought to you by Hover. Please visit tii.hover.com. that's tii.hover.com to get 10% off your domain name registrations. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Rob, and this is the Today in iOS podcast. First up, I want to thank Trey for sending in the music you hear in the background. Trey wrote, hi, Rob. I made a song with GarageBand on my iPod Touch, and I wanted you to hear it. Regards, Trey. Thanks again, Trey. And folks, I'll try to remember to put the full song at the end of the episode. I also want to thank Joe for sending in the artwork for today's episode. Joe wrote, Hi, Rob. I made this with App's Hipsmatic and Word Photo. Regards, Joe. Well, Joe, thanks again for sending in this artwork. Folks, you can see Joe's artwork in the TI app in the extras for episode 205 or if you subscribe via iTunes as the album artwork and also as a standalone post in the VIP section, and I'll try to get it up on Google Plus and Facebook as well. If you have some artwork and or music you've created on your iOS device and would like to share it with the audience, please email to me at todayinios at gmail.com and make sure to include which app or apps you use to create said artwork and or music. In this segment of How Wrong Were They, we have the following quote. Quote, should I consider an iPad 2 if I don't already own a tablet? Probably not. And keep in mind, the rest of the tablet market is not letting Apple dominate these devices. Motorola is betting big on its mondo Fast Zoom, stoked with an impressive Android 3 honeycomb operating system. Samsung 2 is shipping the Waysuite Galaxy Tab for just $250, which is a heck of a buy. Even ailing smartphone giant Research Emotion, remember them, is launching a decent tablet called the BlackBerry Playbook. The unit is small, offers blistering performance, and has a custom business friendly OS. Unquote. Jonathan Plum, thestreet.com, 10th of March, 2011. Longtime listeners will remember me harping on any site that has street in their name. Mr. Plum from thestreet.com is a perfect example of why you can't buy anything anyone at a site with street in their name says when it comes to the iOS world. Just saying. For promo codes, on episode 204, we offered up chances to win the promo codes for the app, Chains. I will give those out shortly, so if you want more info on Chains, listen to the beginning of episode 204 for the additional details. This week, we have promo codes for the app, Miss Olive's Backyard Games. First, let me play the review from the dev.
3: Hey Rob, this is Kent from Ops to let listeners know about our latest educational release, Miss Olive's Backyard Games. Miss Olive is a lovable pooch who needs your grade schooler's help. Get enough correct answers in any of her three backyard games earns her a prize. Pop the balloons in and Pair to reveal the pictures and find the matching pairs. Great for memorization, concentration, and shape recognition. Choose the word bird that has the correct letter missing from the word Olive is thinking of. Beginner options allow focusing on the first letter of the word only. Great for all levels of spelling. Olive's friend the hungry frog loves to munch on correct answers to her math problems, but the incorrect ones give him indigestion. Beginner level presents addition and subtraction, with the expert level adding multiplication and division. With vibrant colors, pleasant natural ambient sound, and Miss Olive cheering you on, learning has never been so much fun. Miss Olive's Backyard Games is a universal app available in the App Store for just 99 cents.
0: Thanks, Ken, for sending those promo codes in for Miss Olive's Backyard Games. Folks, if you would like a chance for a promo code for this app, send an email to todayinios at gmail.com and put backyard in the subject line. I'll be giving these away next week sometime. As always, if you are an app developer, email me. If you want your app featured in the promo giveaway segment, there is never a charge for you the dev. We just need the five promo codes or more to give away. Simply email me at ios at gmail.com and please include a 60-second or less audio review of your app indicating you are the dev. If you don't have promo codes to give away or if your app is free and you still want to get a review of your app up on the show, just send in a 60-second or less review of your app. Again, making sure to mention up front you are the dev and we will work it into a future episode of the show, just not at the beginning of the show. First up from the email bag. Hi, Rob. Correct me if I'm wrong, but NFL Mobile will only work if you're on Verizon Wireless. Regards, Mike. Oh! You are most correct, Mike. The NFL app, while bringing the Super Bowl to iOS devices, is only doing so if you are getting your wireless connection from Verizon. Thanks, Mike, and to the others that pointed that out. Guess I probably could have put that in the how-wrong-were-they segment. Anyway, finally, finally, finally there is an untethered jailbreak for iOS 5, or more specifically for iOS 5.0.1. And by iOS 5.0.1, we mean as long as said device does not have an A5 processor. And by that, we mean an untethered jailbreak for iOS 5.0.1, unless said device is an iPhone 4S or iPad 2. But for any other iOS device running iOS 5.0.1, that untethered jailbreak is here. And for those with push notifications, you would have also known this. Uh, as my click-by-click tutorial is up for that, and I sent out a push about that earlier this week, which is actually why this episode's late a couple days. One thing about this jailbreak, it has taken a few tries for the devs to get it right, as in three tries. There was Red Snow 0.9.10.b1, b2, b3, with b3 now being the current version. It had some fixes um, for issues b1 and b2, the b3 version, where at first, the repositories were not loading for most, and then some additional issues with B2. As always, let me state this. Jailbreaking is not for the weak of heart, and those short of patience. Things can go wrong, will go wrong, are likely to go wrong. Even with version B3, iBooks does not work. But luckily, there is an app for that, a or a jailbroken app called iBooks Fix 2, to be precise. That now allows those that did the jailbreak to fix it up so that iBooks will actually open. All of this is in the tutorial I put up at todayinios.com. As always, please read through the entire tutorial. Do it a couple times. And the comments before you start your jailbreak. This is doubly true for those that are unlockers out there. And please, please, please follow my directions. That includes making sure you upgrade to iOS 5.0.1 and that you back up your iOS device before starting the jailbreak. And of course, please leave comments in the comment section for the jailbreak tutorial. And finally, do not, repeat, do not pay anyone or any service for a jailbreak. The jailbreak, just like my tutorial on how to do it, are 100% free. If you want to go ahead and donate to Pod2G for making this untethered jailbreak possible, go ahead, do that. But don't pay some third-party service to get the jailbreak. And there's a good chance if you do, you will not even get the right one. And honestly, if you require someone to do the jailbreak for you, probably best if you don't jailbreak. Just saying. Now that there's an untethered jailbreak out there, one thing that has been talked about a lot and asked of me is what about getting Siri on a jailbroken iPhone 4? People see lots of posts out there, and many of the posts I read make it sound like it is an easy thing to do. Just download the app Spire, and you get Siri on your iPhone. That's how many of them read, at least. Um, no. Not even close. Yes, you can download the app Spire to get elements of Siri on your iPhone. And then what? Well, then you need to just get the proxy host info from an iPhone 4S. And how do you do that? Well, that is not all that clear. Here's the thing. I worked on this all of last night instead of this episode, and, well, I got nowhere with it. So after this episode goes up, I will go back investigating this further and put up a tutorial on this once or if I get it figured out. I want to get Siri working on my iPhone 4. So, if you were able to get Siri working on your iPhone 4, please send me instructions on how you did it, or at least links to those instructions. My goal would be to put together a tutorial that is as easy to follow as the jailbreak tutorial I put together, so that almost anyone can follow, especially me. Speaking of Siri, let me play this voicemail. Hi Rob, this is Mike in Oakland. In the last episode,
2: a caller wanted to know how to teach Siri to pronounce or understand her name correctly. Well, here's how to do it for any name. First of all, create or edit the contact list entry with the name spelled correctly. Then go to the bottom of the edit screen and tap on the add field. There you'll see that you can add a phonetic first name or a phonetic last name. So experiment with a spelling that works better. For example, Ms. Zagers last week should add a phonetic last name field and fill it in with Z-A-Y If you're using the Mac to edit contacts, you may have to go to Preferences to enable the phonetic fields, but iCloud.com already has them.
0: And of course, the iPhones, too. Hope this helps.
2: Love your show. Bye.
0: Mike, thanks for the feedback there, and thanks to all, and it seems like it was all that sent in voicemails or emails on this. So yes, there is a way to do this. I'm sorry that I missed that one there, but it seems to be pretty easy. Open the address book, click on the entry for the name you wish to change, click Edit, followed by Add-A-Field, and then you should see both the phonetic first name and phonetic last name as options. Reaching into the email bag. Hi, Rob. For devices already having the Tether jailbreak installed for iOS 5.0.1, one, open up Cydia on your already jailbroken iOS device. Two, search for an app called Corona by the Chronic Dev Team. Install it and run it to get a fully working untethered jailbreak. Worked for me. Regards, Ed. Thanks, Ed. I did not talk about that in my tutorial as it was meant more for newbies and those that were not already tethered or had the tethered jailbreak, I should say. But it is good info for those devs that were doing a tethered jailbreak already. Again, folks look for that app called Corona, but that's only if you were doing the tethered jailbreak at 5.0.1. Back into the email bag. Hi, Rob. Do you know of a way to show a badge on the reminders app? I want to know how many reminders I have with a constant badge. Thanks, Bob. Hi, Bob. I looked and did not see anything, which probably means that it's there. I just missed it. So I will send this out to the audience to see if anyone knows how to do this. Likely, it would involve a jailbreak app, but even there, I did not see anything. So folks, if you know of anything, give us a call 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Or email us at todayinios at gmail.com. A big go goes out to Apple Insider. And well, it would have gone out to me too if the show went up two days ago. But luckily for me, it did not. And that is about the story on Apple Insider where they reported that Argentina blocks iPhone sales in bid to strengthen economy. Or so the title went. And Apple Insider has actually pulled the article. They pulled it because in Argentina and other Spanish-speaking countries, the story Apple Insider pulled from went up on Dia de los Santos Innocentes or the US equivalent of April Fool's. So the initial story was just a prank. So if you read about this, know Argentina is not blocking the iPhone to strengthen their economy or for any other reason right now. There are reports out there about iMessages that keep going to your iPhone even after it has been wiped. This is obviously troubling if you password-protected the iOS device and it is stolen and then wiped. The person that stole it or ended up with it after they was purchased at a local barbershop could read your messages. Clearly not a good thing. Now there is a report from Macasm that says the issue, which looked like it could not be stopped, may be stopped if you put a password on your SIM card. To put a password on your SIM card, Go to the settings, then select phone, and then select SIM pin, which you then turn to on, then select change pin. The article talked about a pin already being set for some people, which mine was not, but if yours is, AT&T and Bell Canada have a default pin of 1111, Sprint uses 0000, and Rogers uses 1234. Sorry. No other default ones were mentioned. Please note, you get three shots at the PIN code. So if it is preset and you enter the wrong code three times, it locks you out. And then you have to contact your carrier to get it unlocked, which will be difficult if your SIM card is locked. Of course, you could just wait for an update to iOS 5 where a future fix is no doubt in the works. Thanks to B2More for the heads up on this next one. As you may remember I mentioned Bed Bath and Beyond was selling the iCade. Well it seems they did not sell enough of them as now they are doing a fire sale and have dropped the price to 49.99. That's right, 49.99 which is half of what it normally is, which is a really great price for this device. I love my iCade. Now this price isn't just being offered at the physical stores. It is actually online right now, or at least it was when I recorded this. Link in the show notes to the item at Bed Bath and Beyond. If you're looking for something for your significant other for Father's Day, Valentine's, actually for Valentine's Day is coming up. If you have someone that's a gamer or a retro gamer, this would be a great Valentine's Day present for someone. If you didn't get it for them for Christmas, again, just forty nine ninety nine Bed Bath and Beyond. Jump on it. I'm sure they're going to be gone rather quickly. May even be gone by the time you hear this.
2: Hey, Rob, this is Eric from Royal Oak, Michigan, giving you a call. I just want to let you know I took your advice and switched my domain over to Hover.com, and the entire switch was flawless, super easy, and everything went without a hitch. It was great. Uh, my site is appchasers.com, and if your listeners are interested, it's a uh, website that tracks and lists the uh, iPhone and iPad app store sales and price drops of some of the most popular apps. So anyways, thanks again. Again, that's appchasers.com and appreciate the recommendation to Hover. Thanks, Rob.
0: Eric, thanks for the feedback. And I'll have a link to your site, App Chasers, in the show notes for episode 205 or today in iOS.com. And thanks, Eric, for supporting the sponsor of the show, which is Hover. And I want to thank Hover for supporting and sponsoring the show. If you go to TII.Hover.com, that's TII.Hover.com, you can get 10% off your domain name registrations and transfers. One thing that quite a few people have asked about recently in this past week or so is transferring domain names to Hover from another register. Seems there's a little issue with one of Hover's competitors who had been supporting SOPA and now is, well, not exactly supporting it, but not against it either. Which, by the way... Hover is proud to say they do not, repeat, do not support in any way, shape, or form SOPA and are against it. Honestly, I could not tell you why someone would support it, uh, unless they were in old media. Anyway, that said, if you want to transfer your domain to Hover, Hover makes it really, really easy. There's a page on their site, hover.com forward slash help forward slash domain dash transfers, which I'll put a link to in the top of the show notes for episode 205, that has basic tips and a listing of domain transfer tutorials with individual tutorials for transferring from most of the other domain registers and actually covers 17 different registers. So, a good chance your current one is covered. And definitely, if your current domain registrar supports SOPA or had supported SOPA, they're covered. There are four key steps. You need to look at before you're doing a transfer, and they are on that page, plus instructions on each register, again, especially those that supported SOPA and still are not fully against it. Hover also said, quote, a common question we receive is, what happens to my existing years of domain registration? Well, an extra year of domain registration is added to the existing term once the transfer is completed. You won't lose time you paid for with your old provider, unquote. Again. Go to tii.hover.com. That's tii.hover.com to get 10% off your domain name registrations, or mention Tii when contacting them about transfers to get the 10% off. Thanks, Hover for sponsoring this show. Into the email bag we go. Hi Rob, I can't get access to Flash Launch mentioned in a previous show. I try to go to it in iTunes, and it asks to change to the US store to view. It won't change. I can't find the info for the dev's homepage to write to. Are you able to help? Regards, Adam. Hi, Adam. The app has been pulled from the App Store, all of iTunes' App Stores. Not sure if or when it'll be back up. Regards, Rob. Hi, Rob. I got your notification about Flash Launch, so I quickly downloaded it. What does it do? Can you put up a link showing us how to set it up? I was at work when I got it, so I didn't have time to read the description, and now it's off iTunes. Thanks, your fan Nico from Glendale, New York. Hi Nico, or Nico. Flash Launch offers up quick access to many different settings. Open the app, tap on setting at the bottom, then tap on load profile at the bottom, then tap on install below one of the profiles, for example, below profile number one, then tap exit and then tap back. You will then see in the circles, the settings you do you could get direct access to. Hope that helps. And again, a good reason to get the TI app so you don't miss any of those pushes about special limited time offers when I find out about them myself. Back into the email bag. All right, I hope you enjoyed the holiday. And a side note, yes I did. Out of curiosity, I looked at the files on my iPhone 4S today and noticed a folder without an obvious purpose. I saw the folder called Highland Park with a log file. I didn't jailbreak, so I expected to see the regular self-explanatory folders. My wife's 3GS doesn't have this folder. I Googled the folder's name and found a few posts, but no explanation. Any ideas? Regards, Tim. Okay, that one I have no idea on. So I will throw it out to the audience. Does anyone know anything about a mysterious folder showing up on your iOS device, especially one called Highland Park? Send that email to todayinios at gmail.com or give us a call 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG.
1: Hey, Rob. This is Ivan from Toronto, and I am purchasing the uh, iPhone modification kit with the backlight logo lighting up. I'm still waiting for it, but... In regards to the Void warranty, um, I've been told that it's completely reversible and you're able to uh, put your iPhone back to what it used to be. I've uh, modded my iPhone before and reversed it and brought it back to Apple and I've had no issues uh, before. So I'm hoping I can do the same thing in regards to this one. Love your show. Hope to uh, hear from you again next year. And I'll tell you how it goes when I get this kit and install it. Um, I don't believe it's five minutes. I'm thinking the piece around the 3M tape might take me the longest, but uh, I'll see how it goes. Thanks, Rob, and uh, keep up the great work. And uh, this is, again, Ivan from Toronto.
0: Ivan, thanks for the feedback. And this goes to the mod kit that I mentioned on the last show, which is the, back, the light up the back logo that was from the uh, site K.O. Store. And I sent out a push notification about that earlier in the week saying, hey, there's 45 hours left to order this. And then after that, they're taking it down off their site. I actually did go and order one myself. And as I mentioned, there was no monetization connection. There's nothing as far as any compensation from them to me. I actually had to pay for my own modification kit uh, for this. I got the white one for my white iPhone 4S. And I got it with the Steve Jobs uh, logo. So I got the light up Steve Jobs logo for mine. I'm looking forward to getting that here. Uh, it was something $54, something like that, uh, $56 after it was all said and done with shipping. And I will tell you how it goes for me when I get it and how easy the modification is. And, and I look forward to anyone else who ordered it to send in their feedback on what they thought of theirs. And again, if you want to get push notifications from me during the weeks um, as news happens, make sure you go to iTunes Store and purchase the TII app. Again, $2.99 for the TII app, and you get push notifications as part of it. And one of those pushes each week is when the new episode goes up, so you get to know right away when there's a new episode. And then as news breaks and certain things that are limited time only, I try to send out pushes on those as well. Thanks to all that sent in the heads up on the app Action Movie FX which is an app that comes from JJ Abrams Studios and adds in special effects to your videos. The base app is free right now and then there are in-app purchases for additional effects because you know nothing says family holiday video like blowing up Aunt Martha's head with a rocket. Just saying. Now actually it's a pretty cool app and again the base app is free. Just look for Action Movie FX. I have a link in the show notes Uh, I always put in. Anytime, by the way, anytime I mention an app in the show, if you go to the show notes over at todayinios.com for that episode, at the bottom you'll see a link to the apps that were mentioned in that show. And again, there'll be one for this one, Action Movie FX. A new report by retail analyst firm Rich Relevance released last week said that iOS devices dominated mobile shopping to the tune of 92%. That of course includes the iPad and probably does not include Amazon purchases. That said, if iOS devices are dominating the mobile shopping and mobile web browsing, what exactly is it people are doing with Android devices? Speaking of sales, another article by the wonderful and talented Erica Murphy also talked about online sales and that iOS devices were responsible for 13.4% of online sales on Christmas Day. So all online sales, be it PC, tablet, smartphone, or other internet connected device, 13.4% were attributed to iOS devices. Shiny. The iPad was actually the largest part of the 13.4% with over half of the iOS sales coming from the iPad. Which makes a lot of sense as my wife, she loves to use her iPad to shop. And by loves, I mean loves as long as the site supports the iPad. Any site that doesn't winds up losing out on her sales as she moves on to a site that does. Something to note to the webmasters of the world. If you have a shopping site and it is not iPad compatible, you're making a huge mistake. So what does it take to run one of the world's G8 economies? Well, apparently, just an iPad. Word is coming out of Downing Street that Prime Minister David Cameron is getting an iPad with a custom app to help him see what is going on real time in the UK. Add him to the list with President of the U.S., the Queen of England, and the Pope, and you have a few pretty influential and powerful people using the iPad. Hi Rob, it's Laura in Nashville. I'm calling with an app review of an app called Pushpins, and it's a grocery app that's actually pretty, it's pretty sweet. It's still got a little ways to go, but they are integrating coupons, digital coupons with store membership cards and grocery lists so that you basically have everything in this one app. so say so if you go down south, we have a grocery store called Kroger. so you go to Kroger, you don't have to take in your coupons or your membership card. you just open that app and when they scan it, it immediately takes off all the coupons and all of the and your um, membership discounts. then it reduces tons of clutter and time clipping coupons. but anyway, I thought it was really cool. it's a free app push pins and just wanted to let everybody know it was out there, especially um, at the Northern and Midwesterners uh, will be pleased with the stores that are listed on there so far. Thanks. Bye. Laura, thanks for the review into the email bag. We shall go. Hi Rob. I have two suggestions. I have iCloud totally turned off and have experienced none of the problems. Some of your listeners have been reporting with regards to battery life. I think there is a connection I think iCloud has caused most problems. Second suggestion is to try the new Bose SoundLink Bluetooth speaker system. Most amazing. Regards, Jeffrey Scott. Thanks, Jeffrey, for the comments. Yes, the more items you have turned off, the better the battery life is going to be. I do know of some people that complained about battery life and also had all the iCloud settings turned off. So it's not just iCloud. Uh, Apple still has an issue to work out on the battery life for some users. iOS 5.0.1 was supposed to fix the issues with battery, and now iOS 5.1 is also being tweaked to fix the issues with the battery, again, for some users, which hopefully will be released soon. We're at beta 2 on that. Back into the email bag. Hi Rob, I'll take a stab at the question from Trish in episode 204. If the documentaries she purchased were from iTunes, she should be able to attach an Apple TV to a data projector and either re-download them for free from iTunes Store or AirPlay off of the iPad or from her MacBook's iTunes library itself to the Apple TV. So thinking it's worth splurging $99 for an Apple TV, if it works, then uh, there deserves to be a shout-out to my friend David Doyle at simply.ca. ...who showed me this trick last month. Regards, Rob Schurzer, Vancouver, BC. Thanks, Rob, and also David, if that works. Hi, Rob. I guess the issue the caller had with FaceTime and iMessage... ...with block text messaging may be just in Canada. I have had text messaging blocked on AT&T for almost a year. I was able to set up iMessage as soon as it was released and I installed the iOS 5 update, so that may just be in Canada. Regards, Lamar in Chicago, Illinois. Hey Rob, two comments. With regards to the listener who couldn't activate iMessage or FaceTime with text messaging blocked on his carrier, I have a 4S on Verizon with text messages blocked and I was able to activate both services just fine. One potential difference for me is that they were already activated on my iPad 2 and iPod Touch, that may have made all the difference. Also with regards to the new Netflix app, I wonder if you might be so kind as to mention on your show that the app itself is almost completely useless to a blind person such as myself. Netflix has been remarkably unresponsive with regards to making their app compatible with voiceover. They can make it as pretty as they want, but I don't see why they can't also label buttons and make controls speak. Apple makes this fairly easy, as I understand it. Thanks, and Happy New Year, Kevin Barry. Gentlemen, thanks for the feedback. And Kevin, per your comments there on the Netflix app, I I doubt highly that they're listening, the developers of that app, to the show. But in case they are, please take heed and please do something to update your app to make it more voiceover-friendly. But more so to all the developers that do listen to the show, that I know there's quite a few of you, please, 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 Think about voiceover functionality when you're developing your app. Make it voiceover-friendly, voiceover-compatible.
2: Hey, Rob. This is uh, John calling you from uh, Pennsylvania. I have a question for you. Is um, I have a three G 3G, iPhone 3GS, and I want to, instead of buying like a DS for my son, I'm actually going to give him the phone. So my question is, uh, as far as being able to use it and also sing it with iTunes, Do I need to, when I deactivate the phone, do I need the SIM card installed or not? So if you can let me know, that'd be greatly appreciated. I love your show and talk to you soon. Bye.
0: Hi, John. I can tell you having three old iPhones that are now being used by my two younger boys and sometimes by my wife or myself as iPod Touches, basically iPod Touches Plus, yes, you need the SIM cards in them. Now, what you do is you just put them into airplane mode. So you set them all up in airplane mode. But you need to have the SIM card in there. And then you can use them as a glorified iPod Touch. Now, one time, and I'm still not 100% sure how my uh, youngest son did it, we were sitting there, and all of a sudden, I hear someone on the phone. He had managed to dial 911. He had managed to dial the, operator, uh, the emergency operator. And again, the card it was... In airplane mode, the SIM card had been deactivated, but still it managed to dial 911. So you do want to make sure you take your iPhone or the phone app and hide it in a folder somewhere and get it hidden, buried out of the way. You don't want to leave your phone app or any other important apps out there for your kids to stumble upon. So the ones you can't delete, like the phone app and the mail app, you may want to push them off into a folder somewhere. Back into the news. The most excellent Philip Elmler-Dewitt had a nice recap of a survey done by Kantar Group where they looked at smartphone market share for the 12-week period leading up to Christmas, and the results are sort of a mixed bag for Apple. In the U.S., iPhone market share jumped up to 36% from just 25% in the same period a year ago. In the U.K., The iPhone was up to 31% versus 21% a year ago. So very good gains in both of those markets. However, in France, not so good. The iPhone was down to 20% versus 29% a year ago. And in Germany, the iPhone was down to 22% versus 27% a year ago. The contributing factors attributed to the declines in France and Germany were weakening economies and falling prices for rival smartphones. So when the studies come out on who had the most profit in the smartphone markets, it is likely that Apple will have increased yet again. BGR continues to pull stuff out of there. Um, well, you get the picture. This time, said fantasy revolves around their rumors for the iPhone 2012, which will, according to their source, launch in the fall. Wow, shocker. Did not see that one coming. They also give some very specific details, which are also vague on the case design. Being specific and vague at the same time is an art form in itself. One BGR has mastered over the years. Here is an example. Quote, We have also learned that Apple is planning to use a rubber or plastic material that will be built into the iPhone case. In all likelihood, this material will be used as a bezel surrounding the front edge of the phone and it will serve two purposes. First, it will join the glass iPhone face with the new aluminum backplate. It will also cover a redesigned antenna system that surrounds the device, allowing Apple to build the rear case out of aluminum without having to use a large plastic insert above the antenna as the company does on its iPad 2, Wi-Fi, and 3G. Unquote. So see how they were both specific and vague? Genius! I only mention this now... So I can search back for it in the fall and mock it. Come on, man. I mean, come on, man. Come on, man. You're making money. Come on. I mean, come on, man. Come on. Come on, man. There is one app which is really a combo of iOS and Mac apps called Vocal that a few of you sent in links to me on. This is a way to use the Vocal app on your iOS device to control items via Uh, voice on your Mac, or as they say in iTunes, quote, vocal lets you send commands and dictate straight to your Mac, unquote. The app on the iOS side is $1.99, and the Mac app is free. This is just for those with a Mac and works best and full-featured if your iOS device is a 4S. To me, this seems like a really nice app for those that are mobility-restricted, while As I mentioned, a few of you sent links to me on this one. No one reported actually using it. More of it was just, hey, heads up, what do you think of this? If anyone tests it out, please let us know how it goes. Right now, the one-star ratings outweigh the five-star ratings, so buyer beware. But I should point out, most of those one-star ratings, it seems people are complaining that they don't have the iPhone 4S and the app isn't full-featured without the 4S. You know the number. 206-666-6364-206-MOON-DOG or send an email to todayinios at gmail.com. Hey Rob, this is Dave Ian, Rancho Mirage, California. I have a simple question regarding Siri that maybe you or one of your listeners can answer. Why is it that sometimes when I'm dictating with Siri, she reads back what I have written and sometimes she never says a word? Thanks Rob, hope you can help and Happy New Year. Dave, I think sadly the answer is simply because that's how Apple wants it to be. Hi, Rob. Apparently many iPhone users have issues with the home button becoming non-responsive or unreliable. I had this issue with my iPhone and I took it to the Apple store and was told to replace my iPhone for $149. After doing full restore to factory conditions with no improvement, I stumbled upon an article which had a comment that seems to work. Quote, First, make sure that the problem is physical. When you click the home button several times, it does not respond to you. Everything else on the phone works perfect. Insert the charging cable, the 30 pin cable, push that cable from the bottom to the top as if you were trying to slightly rotate the plug around imaginary access where it's plugged into the iPhone very slightly, you don't want to break anything. It is better to put one finger at the bottom across the plug and your thumb right under the home button not on the home button. Instead of trying to bend the cable toward the screen with both fingers holding the plug, when you hear a click while doing that, that is when your home button is fixed. Unquote. Regards, Rick Aranson. Thanks, Rick, for the tip. So what that person is saying is you plug in the 30-pin plug or connector and then apply a rotational force on the plug, not up and down, but twisting it Uh, based around the middle axis, to somehow pop the home button back into action. So it sounds like there's uh, something's come loose on one of the boards. Obviously, I would only suggest this for those that are at the point where they're going to have to pay for a new device. And as they said, don't twist too hard. You don't want to break it. Thanks for the tip, Rick. Back into the email bag. Hi, Rob. In response to a person that was asking about an app that gives you a graph of the battery, try Battery Doctor Pro. I use it all the time, and it saves my battery. Regards, Trey. Hi, Rob. I have a question for you. I have a second-gen Apple TV that's having issues streaming media from my computer. I have a second-gen Apple TV with up-to-date software, a MacBook 13-inch Core Duo running Snow Leopard and Airport Extreme. Netflix works fine, so I know the internet is cool. I have tried all the fixes on Apple's support page. Is the is this only supported on Lion? I know the show is called Today in iOS, but any help would be nice. Thanks, Stefan in Aurora, Colorado. Hi, Stefan. Well, as I'm not 100% sure, I do believe it is a Lion versus Snow Leopard issue. But I'm going to send this one out to the audience. If anyone knows for sure and can help, please let us know. 206-666-6364, 206-MOON-DOG, or email us at todayinios at gmail.com. Hi, Rob. I have a question. I need to be able to get my texts and phone calls most of the time. However, I have that one relative that drinks too much and wants to contact me in the middle of the night. They also call from other folks' cells and landlines. Is there a way to set up a time for your texts and phone calls to go to silent or vibrate? For example, at 11 p.m. or to 7 a.m. All, all incoming texts and phone calls are vibrate, but the rest of the time they are normal. If this worked, I'd also use it to make my texts and rings go to vibrate for my two-hour-a-day class. I'm not jailbroken at all, so it would have to be a standard phone thing. Thanks so much, W. Well. W, obviously, outside of the issue that you need to get someone a little bit of help in your family. There's nothing I know of like that. But as we saw with the phonetic speaking option, that does not mean such a thing doesn't exist. So I will send this one out to the audience. If anyone knows of a solution for this, preferably a non-jailbroken solution, but I suspect that somehow it's likely will only be available on the jailbreak side, please let us know either way. 206 666 6364, that's 206 Moondog, or email us at today and ios at gmail.com. I really want to do a full up post on this next one, which would be to talk about all the sheep that blindly re report stupid, crazy, not a chance in heck rumors from Digit Times. So already, you probably know my disdain for that site and the BS they spew, but this latest one is so darn crazy. And stupid, I just had to comment on it. Digitimes is reporting that at iWorld, formerly Macworld, at the end of January, Apple will introduce two new iPads. The iPad 3 at the current size, and a smaller 7-inch or so version. Wow. What total fracking BS. And that so many sites are re-reporting this, including a CBS site, is simply mind-blowing. If you see this re-reported and the person does not call them out as pure BS, stop reading that site. Again, I really want to do a post calling out all the sheep on this one. There is zero, repeat, zero chance Apple will introduce two new iPads at iWorld. matter of fact, there's zero chance they will introduce one new iPad at iWorld. Apple pulled out of that event a few years ago. They are not introducing any new iOS devices at iWorld, period. And for them to say that there's going to be two? Come on, man. Come on, man. I mean, come on, man. Come on, man. You're making money. Come on. I mean, come on, man. Come on. Man. Come, on man. come on,
2: man. Hi, Rob. Uh, this is Bowen, Connecticut. I have a, what may be a dumb question, but I... Have a PC, and this weekend I'm picking up a brand new PC. And I was just wondering, uh, when I download iTunes onto the new computer, if I sync my iPhone, will it pick up all my apps and ringtones and contacts, or do I have to copy these over, or can I put them in the cloud, and then it will automatically see the itunes on the new computer uh thanks for your help Bye.
0: hi bill if your new computer is a mac you simply connect the one mac to the other everything transfers over it just clones it you're golden sounds like though when you said pc you're probably getting a windows based machine and i can't tell you 100 percent how that works transferring everything over and getting everything set up and copying over all the accounts and all that stuff it's really simple on a mac by the way but on the pc side i, I Not 100% sure, so I'll let some other listeners call in with that. But it does sound like you need to get everything up to iCloud ahead of time and then on your new machine set it up to sync up with iCloud and that should get everything over. Use iCloud to do that. But again, I will defer to the PC experts in the audience. If someone would like to help out Bill here, give us a call 206-666-6364-206-MOON-DOG or send us an email to todayinios at gmail.com.
4: Hey, Rob, it's Levi, Riverside, California. Got a question for you or maybe for the listeners. I got a lot of videos on my phone for my kids and everything that I always play through the Apple TV. Now, it seems lately only the uh, digital copies that I get through iTunes or movies that I've purchased through iTunes will only play through the Apple TV. But for other movies that I've ripped and compiled and actually Converted so they're actually able to get on the phone, those ones they show like they're booting to get onto the phone or onto the Apple TV and it just gives the in progress symbol but it actually never starts playing. With the shorter ones that are only like two three minutes for like the little video clips, like the music videos that I've cut out of sections of the movies, it'll play those but for full length movies. It'll just show like it's loading, but it doesn't actually do anything. Just wonder if anyone knows how to fix that, what the problem is, or if it's just my computer that's on crack. So, is someone can help me, I'd greatly appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. Merry Christmas. Bye.
0: Hi, Levi. You want to make sure these videos that you're ripping, when you're ripping them, that the resolution of the video, the encoding format, is such that it's compatible with Apple TV. So that means a minimum of 640 by 360, 640, 480, and H.264 Kodak, and you want to put them as M4V or MP4 format. So again, MP4 or M4V, 640 by 360, 640 by or 480, depending on what the aspect ratio of those videos are, and then H.264 Kodak. If you do that, they should play fine on Apple TV. Anything smaller than that, and they won't.
2: Gary House from Oakdale, California. And I've uh, downloaded various apps based on your recommendations and just recently picked up a 4S for myself and my wife. And there lies the glitch that I'm having is that when I set my 4S to say this phone belongs to Gary, Siri promptly changes my wife's phone to say, hi, Gary, uh, thinking that that is also my phone. So how do I get those two phones separated in Siri's mind? We are set up with one, only one iTunes account, and I, I really would like to keep it that way. So hope you can help out there. Uh, it's driving me absolutely batty, and my wife doesn't appreciate being called Gary by Siri. Cheers.
0: Hi, Gary. This is actually pretty easy to do. On your iOS device for your wife's phone, go to the Settings app, then go to General, then tap on Siri, and then there is a button or an option there for My Info. Tap that, go to your contacts, and then pick your wife's contact information for My Information, and that's it. Um, you will then have your her info set up for Siri. And that's all you have to do. Again, settings, general, Siri, my info. And set choose the contact for your wife, and that sets her as that person for that phone for Siri to talk to, and it will no longer call her Gary. On that note, I think we're going to start wrapping things up here. do want to remind you, if you have any tips, tricks, comments, questions, you name it, please give us a call, 206-666-6364. That's 206-MOON-DOG. Or send comments into to todayinios at gmail.com. Or you can always go to todayinios.com and click on the comments for this episode, episode 205. Leave your comments there. I do want to remind you of our sponsor, which is Hover. If you're fed up with your current domain name registrar for who they're supporting and you wanted to transfer your domain names out, Go to tii.hover.com. That's tii.hover.com. Save 10% on your domain name registrations or mention TII when you're doing those transfers. Or if you just want to move to a registrar, that is just a nicer experience all around. Hover is a great place and a great experience. I love hosting my domains there at Hover, and I think you will too. Again, tii.hover.com. And finally, if you have not done so already, please go to iTunes and purchase the TII app. Just $2.99 gets you push notifications of when new episodes go up and other breaking news. Plus, it's an easy, convenient way for you to consume the TII content. And it also gets you some special bonus blog posts that I am able to push up through there as well. So again, search for TII in the App Store. And that is going to go ahead and do it for us this time. Until the next time, this is your host, Rob, from Today and iOS, reminding you to phone different. This show is hosted on Libsyn.com and part of the Wizard Media Network. If you are looking for hosting, go to Libsyn.com, that's L-I-B-S-Y-N.com, for hosting for your podcast and for creation of your own smartphone app. The Today and iOS podcast can also be found on the free Stitcher radio app. Just search for T-I-I.